Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. I wish I could say my Sunday has started on a super high note, but the truth is, I ripped my pants, man. Like, right in the crotchal region. It's crucial. Man, it's crucial, man. Uh, This deep baritone you hear as I turn on the TV is not Michael Lynch. He's kicking it with some friends. That are in town. You know, Lynch, I don't know. He has an inordinate amount of friends, man. Like, seriously, he's he's always gone. I don't know how much vacation time he actually gets. But Lynch is, like, almost never here for Sports Sunday when we do summertime. But, I mean, that's the perk of being full-time, man. So I uh, called in the Calvary. Uh, I called in my guy that I've called in once before. Had a pretty good show. At least the boss said that we had a good show. So, you know, whenever the boss says something like that, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, side on the, go ahead and air with a, on side of good judgment. And, you know, so I decided to call my guy, Mr. Kenny Scott, to come on and sit back in with us. What's going on, my guy? Not much, man. Happy to be here again. Absolutely. Now, wait. So I always mess up your title. You are the what's so wait, you just you just transferred or just, excuse me. You just kind of transitioned out of a role at yeah. a self-enhancement where you, you know, work full time. Yeah. Uh, but you also have a consulting Firm, is that correct? Yeah, uh, I have Scott and Surreal Consulting. So we help out with uh, media marketing, social media interactions. So she's just not going to change it. Sorrell, who was married, she's just not going to change her last name she, to she, Taylor, which is an awesome last name to have. It, it is, but it, she likes that. She likes that for business. Okay. Well, uh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, Instagram is the best way. Kenny Crush, K-E-N-N-Y-K-R-U-S-H. And you know you can find me at TaylorMade503 uh, on Twitter, and you can find Jesse at Jesse Osmond. Uh, it's spelled A-S-Z-M-A-N, not like the Osmonds, but, you know, because I know your girl's name is Marie. So when you guys actually do tie yeah. the knot, her name's going to be Marie Osmonds. She doesn't want to take the name. She's going to take the name. <laughs> is she going to hyphenate it? Uh, if she did, she would. Yeah. yeah it's going to be like the scene on a, on Office Space. Your name is Michael Bolton? Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's going to be her, her life as we move forward. Well, her sister hyphenated her last name. It's Swanberg Momberg. Would you ever hyphenate your name, fellas? Uh, Can you do that? I think we're in a progressive state yeah. Uh, where, yeah, no, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, if you're both hyphenated, it, it's like kind of, I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. 
I'm not passing my name down anytime soon. I'm not, I'm not going to have kids. So if there are any guys out there that hyphenated, you know, their name and took their wife's name, man, please text us at the Better You Today text line five five three zero five. I want to make sure that you. Uh, I just want to hear why, and I just want to, you know, I've never met an, a man outside of uh, what movie is it? Hot Tub Time Machine, where he was a hyphenate. But outside of that, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know too too many. But I would love also love to say that we have an awesome. There's sports everywhere. Yeah. Truth is. Not really. It's that time of year to where it's it's a lot of a lot of baseball. You know, soccer just you know ended here a little bit ago, so that was cool. Uh, luckily, free agency has kind of saved us. Free agency has been a huge, huge, uh, at least thumbs up for me this yeah, year. It's and been we'll, a lot of fun, and we're gonna make sure we talk about that a little bit later today. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about man who 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 got better. You know, which teams around the league actually. Felt like they got better in the contenders who won free agency and also how those free agency moves affect the trailblazers in their season. NFL owners are talking 18 game seasons. Is that great for the league? Is that terrible for the league? We'll talk about that at 10 o'clock. And then we're going to dive into some West Coast bias. I know football Sunday is coming up, so we want to get people prepared for some of that and everything. So we're going to talk about which team on in the West is going to be the best. But first, Blazers look a lot different. A lot of guys moved. Uh, team took in a lot, a lot of new faces. Some guys are instantly becoming Trailblazer favorites. Hassan Whiteside has been already a, a, a huge, huge boost in morale for the Trailblazers. Somebody that went and got some donuts and you know, voodoo donuts, went and handed them out to you know the less fortunate downtown. Uh, I loved his red satin shirt that he wore on uh, the the introduction on day, and the shoes were fire. Like he's somebody that looks like he's incredibly excited to play. In Portland, so you're happy to have guys like that. I think people are really happy about the Kent Bazemore move, which they should be. Yeah. You know, Bazemore is a guy who was a who was a three and D guy, and it looks like he's going to get better with some more opportunities, especially here uh, playing against better competition in the Western Conference. So looking out for that. But we wanted to talk about real quick which of the Blazers that have gone are going to do best in their new town. So the first guy we're going to bring up. Let's let's just go ahead and get him out the way. Aminu. Aminu, who was a, a really a polarizing player for the Trailblazers, either you loved him or you just couldn't stand him. I was on the side where I just he he really bothered me as as a ball player because you saw the skill was there, right? But for whatever reason, he just was never able to fully put it together. But uh, Aminu now plays for the Orlando Magic, and so I'm curious. I, I, this is why we bring this up. So we come into the studio today, and I look on the wall. Or on the glass, and it looks like Cam has left a little post-it. Uh, it'll be here for the rest of the year. It says, Myers Leonard will average 15 and 10 rebounds this season for the Miami Heat. False. Now, I love Cam, you know. And Cam and I have only met a couple times. But uh, Cam is hes a great personality. I think he's super smart when it comes to sports. But this was not a great Cam Cleland prediction. <laughs> Like I just got to be honest, Cam. I love you. You're 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 my guy, but uh, this was not a great prediction. Myers Leonard had one good game in the NBA playoffs, and he had he had what thirty in the first half. Yeah. Then he had two. He had, yeah. Well, yeah, he had twenty five in the first. Twenty five in the first half, right. and then he, and then he had what was it was it, it was, was two. it two? Yeah. So he ended the game with twenty seven points. Awesome game, you know, and it was a big help, and the Blazers almost won that game. It was an electric, you it know, was electric to watch. If if Myers Leonard averages fifteen and ten, they will be the worst team in the league. I just I don't see Miami. Who who's on Miami's roster right now? I know it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, I know they've still just, is Gordon Dragic uh, still there? 
Yeah. Goran Dragic still yeah, there. Yeah, they were trying to unload So they're trying, to, they're trying to move Goran Dragic. Uh, Tyler Hero, who I think is going to be a, a pretty good rookie for them, he's on that team. So if there's anybody that's going to average 15, it's probably going to be him. But I just, I don't know. Myers Leonard had one great game. He's done a great job as far as keeping his body, you know, in shape and some of those things. But now, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't see Myers Leonard as ever being one of those guys that's going to be a huge contributor to a team. I think the most he's going to be is a seven, maybe eight point a night, four or five rebound guy. Yeah, and which is respectable. I mean, you can play, you know, a long time in the league doing that at that size, but uh, I don't see Jimmy Butler bringing the best out of Myers Leonard. If if Damian Lillard couldn't do it, I don't see Jimmy Butler doing that. No, yeah, I just, I, I don't see Jimmy Butler being that that rah-rah teammate. And from everything I've heard, Jimmy Butler's not a bad teammate. He just, he explodes, you know, really fast. And when he explodes, nobody wants to be in front of that. Uh, the next guy, which I think is probably going to fare best out of everybody, uh, probably has the very best situation you can have, and that's Mo Harkless. You know, Mo Harkless played for the Blazers and was a, a great contributor for the Trailblazers. Now he gets to go to a team that most people are picking to win the Western Conference. This isn't one of those situations with the Blazers where you know they're competitive and they could win. Most people are picking the Clippers because of their new acquisitions to win the Western Conference. And now Mo Harkless, you add in a six foot nine, you know, guy that can shoot the three and, you know, make a couple plays for himself off the dribble. I don't know. I think Mo Harkless could be one of those guys that actually does get 15 and right around eight, nine rebounds. Right. Well, the nice thing about uh, his acquisition with the Clippers, man, is they, it makes them the best defensive team in the league. I mean, you have defenders at every single position. You can even take Kawhi out of the game, and you still can put him in to guard whoever Kawhi was guarding. Yeah, you got like three all-NBA defenders on that starting rotation. That's, that's, that's amazing. And we're going to make sure we talk about that, but there's just – the Clippers are just loaded, like defensively. Like how many teams can honestly say defensively we are loaded? This kind of reminds me of that um, – and they're much better offensively, but that Detroit squad from 2004 – uh, lots of, you know, long guys, long arms, great defenders from the point guard all the way to the four or five. Like, that's a problem, and I think that's going to be a huge problem for people. So I think Mo Harkless is going to be somebody that's going to be able to fit right into into that mix. But um, Myers, no. we You know, I think that's he was the next on the list. No, Myers is going to average eight points, four or five rebounds, especially depending on how much time he gets. Uh, Seth Curry returns to Dallas Mavericks. Now, mind you, before Seth Curry got hurt, he was a guy that was averaging 17 points in the NBA. Yeah. Seth is not a bad player. Seth is a very good player. The, the, the bad thing about Seth is that his brother just happens to be Steph. Right. And because his brother is Steph, I think that's a lot of additional pressure. And because he doesn't score as much as Steph, he's instantly weak. But his, if his last name wasn't Curry, if it was Steph or Seth Johnson, you know, everybody would say how good he was and how great of a shooter he was. But, you know, they got a sneaky good team, too, uh, down in Dallas. You, you forget that they got uh, Porzingis. Uh, you know, the new kid, Donkic, is really good. Still got J.J. Barea. I mean, they got some shooters. I think they'll be okay. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. No, I think Dallas is still going to struggle making the playoffs. There's just the, – the West is just too good. And unless we can see a healthy Porzingis and a healthy uh, Luka Doncic, then I think Dallas is going to struggle just a little bit. So um, – but I think Seth Curry could definitely be somebody that kind of – and we don't know exactly when Porzingis is going to be back. We hope it's this season. At least I hope it's this season. But if he's not, then I think Seth Curry could really be somebody to step in. And he was he was frustrated here in Portland. He felt like he should have played more. Um, he felt like he could have contributed a lot more and he came off the bench in limited minutes, 20 minutes a game. 
So I, I see him as somebody who really wants to redeem himself, and I feel like Dallas would be a great place to do that. Uh, the last one was, what's his name? Uh, Cantor ended up as a Boston Celtic. He's going to be taking the place of uh, Al Horford. You know, however, he won't really because Al Horford is an all-star level player. Cantor is very good offensively. Cantor doesn't give you much else anywhere else. Uh, Horford stops, you know, uh, he, he, he stuffs dunks a lot of the time. So um, Cantor's going to be somebody who's very good in the Eastern Conference. However, um, he, he won't be what Al Horford once was. We got, we got a text here, the Better You Today text line. Don't, no ET talk? No. No, where's Evan Turner? I can't remember where Evan Turner uh, went. Atlanta. That's how we got Bazemore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know what? I think Evan Turner is a guy that probably could play. You know, in the Eastern Conference, he he played really well. He averaged seven, uh, like 14, 15 when he played for Indiana. So he's he's somebody that can still probably get some buckets there. I think here in the West, it was just there's bodies that you have to see every single night, and I think that's a problem. I think he'll be all right. You know, the, the thing is with ET is that he can bring the ball up the court. He's a good defender, and that team is young. So he'll get some good minutes. You know, but he still can't shoot. He can't shoot, but, you know, neither can Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is averaging, you know, 19 points a game. So uh, not being able to shoot doesn't seem – Westbrook can't shoot. He averages a triple-double. So that's – I don't think that's as big of a deal as people want to make – I don't. he can't shoot the three. And I think that's the important part to say. He can't shoot the three. Mid-range, he can knock some of those down. We saw him do it. Uh, okay, we're going to read some of the text here on the Better You Today text line when we come back. And also, we're going to talk about if this was the best free agency – in sports that you can remember, or at least when was the last great one you can remember? I Nothing comes to mind for me. We're going to talk about that next right here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 918, according to the computer clock. I don't know. We usually have a clock in here, but I guess somebody decided to take that away. It's all good. A couple texts here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, Dudes marry into the Gracie family and take the chick's name. Uh, I assume they mean the, the... MMA uh, or the the mixed martial arts oh, really? star Gracie, I assume. Uh, yeah, I'd probably end up taking the, the name too yeah. if you don't want to get beat up Absolutely. every time. Uh, I took my wife's maiden name as a middle name. I, I mean, that's love. You can do that. That's you know, I got two daughters, man. So I hope that whoever she or they marry take the you know, let's hyphenate it up. That's cool. Uh, not me, but I know a guy, uh, not a friend, that straight took his wife's last name, no hyphen. She then cheated on him and left him, and he still goes by it. He's a weird dude. Wow. That is a that is a weird thing to do. It's impressive, you know. But yeah, after that, man, you gotta, you know, in, in court they ask you if you want to change your name. Like if you get divorced, they say, well, do you want to keep the name? Or you and as a guy, like if you're, you know, if your ex wife has your last name, you're like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want her to have my last name. She can legally decide that. No, I like it though. It sounds better, and so I want to stay. So that's weird, but. Um, Evan Turner can't shoot, and he's nowhere near athletic enough to compensate for it, unlike Simmons and Westbrook, et cetera. No, he's not as athletic as Ben Simmons. He's not as athletic as Westbrook. However, you know, he, he when when he's called upon at points, he can still make plays. Like, make no mistake about it, Evan Turner won you some games uh, in the playoffs. Like, he, he, he was won not games. A, he won game seven you know, against 
Denver. Yeah, so he he can he can definitely play basketball. It's just that you don't get a chance to see him as dominant as I think we saw him when he played for Philadelphia for a little bit that he played there, and then you know, when he played for Indiana. In the early, I think if if Evan Turner played in the early two thousands, he'd be serviceable, right? The game is just different. No, right? it's it's three pointers. It's really fast. He's neither. No, he's definitely neither. So, um, free agency this season has been absolutely awesome. Um, I don't, I can't remember a time in, in in any sport, football, basketball, baseball, where this many stars had left and went to another team. You know, so you saw the biggest names in all of basketball for the most part change teams and when was the last time you 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 really saw this like it started with let's see let me pull up the free agency tracker uh that's not it okay so it started with you know anthony davis going to the lakers we all kind of knew that was going to happen everybody talked about it but then all the chips start to fall when we knew Kyrie was going to go to brooklyn kevin durant wild card how weird is he though? I didn't like, see that coming. So no, I mean, I I didn't see. I mean, I did. I thought he'd go to the, the to the Knicks, but then we heard Iguodala come out and say, "No, he's definitely not going to the Knicks." But to go to the to go to the Nets. But did you hear the way he went to the Nets? Yeah. Like he didn't he didn't talk to the GM. He didn't weird, talk to the owner. He's a weird. Dude, he didn't man. talk to anybody. He just basically said, "Yeah, I'm coming." If you're and if you're any team, and Kevin Durant says, "I'm coming to play for you," then pff, right. you're making move. Right. You're making room for him. You Sign don't really up. care. But for you not to have the only conversation you had was with your your buddy, your friend, and Kyrie Irving, and then you end up at the that's that's that was weird. He's but a follower, man, it's just. But Kevin Durant is one of the best players in basketball, if not the best player in basketball. And for the second time in three years, you know, you see the 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 best player in basketball go to a different team. Yeah, you know the, the thing about Kevin Durant that trips me out is he could have made a difference anywhere if he wasn't injured. Now you kind of. What are you going to do? You're going to sit out this year. How good are, is Brooklyn going to be? What's going to be your role when you come back? You know, it may take you quite some time to come back and even make a difference at all. And if you do, that team's going to be kind of weak. No, no, they're going they're going to be uh, they're they're going to be terrible. But the the one thing about the the Nets is they had a good they had a good mix of veterans and and some young guys. So they might not be as bad. But you know, Kyrie is the type of guy that kind of can wear you down a little bit. So we'll see what uh, how that works out. The Lakers went ahead and signed uh, DeMarcus Cousins, so that makes them a little bit better. What DeMarcus Cousins does moving forward is going to be the important part. Is he going to be the guy that you saw in Golden State where he was kind of out of shape and trying to figure it out? Or is he back to the the Boogie Cousins that was, you know, beating up on everybody when he played for Sacramento right. and played for um, the so, Pelicans? So you like that signing? I, you know, I do, just because I think a lot of people have written Boogie off, you know, and he showed at points in the playoffs that he could still play. So the the thing is with me and the Lakers, they're going to be the load management Lakers. It's going to just be a ton of who's sitting out this game. Somebody's nursing an injury. Uh, you know, we want to watch this guy's minutes. I don't see them really doing as well as everybody is saying they're going to do. I think they're going to be, you know, a playoff team, obviously, a home court advantage first round. Uh, maybe even get to the Western Conference Finals, but I just don't see them being as dominant as they look on paper. I mean, it it really depends on how well LeBron and Anthony Davis are able to mesh, you know. And so 
that's one thing. And so we're, we're going we're gonna to make sure we talk about that. But for, for now, I'm just looking at all the names that left and went to other teams. Man, DeMarcus Cousins, Kimball Walker, Derrick Rose. And say what you will about Derrick Rose, but he's still a, a viable player. Uh, Kawhi Leonard went to, uh, went to the Clips. Dwight Howard, nobody wants right now. Uh, Jimmy Butler went to the Heat. D'Angelo Russell went to the Warriors. Um, just, just guy after guy after guy. And it's like, man, the Paul, uh, Paul Millsap, um, he got his option picked up, but Al Horford went to the Sixers. You know, like you're looking at some of the bigger names in basketball, like the 2017 All-Star teams for both roster, 24 guys on each team. 17 of them no longer play for the team that they played for in 2017. That's wild. And then, then of course, most recently there was the big trade with Chris Paul going to the Rockets, uh, or excuse me, going to the Thunder for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Now you were saying in the break that you don't, you can't stand either player. And I think Hate most, I think most players, or most excuse me, most people here in Portland are, are right there with yeah, you. Like I if mean, you if you took a poll of the most hated players in the NBA, I guarantee. Westbrook and James Harden are going to be one and two. And depending on where you want to put them, for most play, most people, they're going to be number one and two. I happen to like James Harden. Westbrook kind of bothers me, you know, at yeah. points. But I happen to like James Harden. I think this could work for them. Uh, you're looking at two guys that both are not selfish about sharing the ball. I think a lot of time people think selfish players means ball hawk. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean ball hawk. It means that the way they come at you, the way they the way they do things, man, it can come off as real self-serving. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't – I don't know if – I don't see how that works. But then I was watching some uh, highlights of when they both played for OKC, and it was pretty dope. You know, they played off each other pretty well, but – And these guys are friends. You know, that's the right. one thing about these guys. They, they grew up together. They're from the same neighborhood. They played for the same boys and girls club when they were younger. They competed against each other in high school. You know, they competed. They both packed 12, so they competed against each other in college. Like, this isn't anything new for them, I don't think. So this is just, you know, the homies finally getting a chance to play with each other again. I think they'll figure out a way. It's one thing when you like each other. You know, when you actually feel good about the person you're playing with, then that's a much different thing. Like, Jimmy Butler, I don't think he ever felt great about playing in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if Chris Paul ever felt great about playing with James Harden in Houston. Here are two guys that are friends. You know, and when you're friends, I think that kind of changes the dynamic uh, just a little bit. But – I mean, it's, this has just been an awesome offseason, and it's been uh, even just the, the the so-called mid-level names, you know, the Hassan Whitesides of, of the world that come to play for the Trailblazers all of a sudden. Man, there was a lot of things that kind of happened that kept – it made it not as bad for basketball to be over. Football hasn't started yet. There's really nothing much to talk about as we watch uh, Jokovic versus uh, Federer right now at Wimbledon. Where is this? Is this Wimbledon? Yes, it is Wimbledon. Correct. So, I mean, there, there, while there isn't much happening, this has been an awesome, awesome, like, you know, a, a shot of adrenaline for yeah. all, any hoop fan. You know, it, it it's kind of, uh, it, it was kind of a Band-Aid for a little bit. You know, now it's it's over, I, I guess, and uh, we'll have to wait until college football. College football's coming right up. I can't wait, man. It's, it's right around the corner. Um, usually the first couple weeks of college football is great, but then you get some duds in between there, like, there's a lot of games like, uh, do you want to watch Old Dominion versus Oregon State? Because that's the only cool game on right now. It's like nobody really wants to watch any of those games. But I'm excited for it to start, and hopefully when it starts, man, they give us some more drama because NBA free agency has been uh, off the charts. Uh, coming up next, man, which team had the best offseason? It doesn't matter if they got big-name free agents, if they just kind of retooled. doesn't matter. We want to know which team had the best offseason. But first, Jesse has Center. 
Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We are back. Sports Sunday, 933. I got my guys, Kenny Scott. Vibe and thank you for coming in, my dude. Hey, thanks for having me. What man. you get into last night, man? I know you're a, a mover and shaker. You're a promoter. Yeah. So you're out at all the and, and all the clubs and everything like that for the most part, man. What you get into man, yesterday? I, I got my 40th birthday coming up, so I went out last night and went promoting for that. I went to my boy Kenny McDonald. He had a, a party down at. Shout out to my guy Kenny Mac. Down at Hobos it was a lot of fun. Had some Jack on the Rocks. Now you have an event coming up here in a couple weeks, correct? Yeah, man, at um, Century's. Uh, I don't know if you know where that is, Century on 9th. I do. Sandy. It's a dope sports bar. We're going to have 12 DJs, day party, start at 3 p.m., go till 2 in the morning. Now, the, the, the you are donating the yeah. funds to donating, somewhere? Donating the funds to a nonprofit called KIND, Kids in Need of Defense. That's awesome. Yeah. What exactly is KIND? Maybe you can explain. KIND is a, it's, um, a nonprofit that, uh, you know, helps provide uh, immigrant, immigrant children with uh legal representation if they need it see uh, so make sure that somebody's standing next to them in court absolutely man so if you want any information you can make sure you get at him at kenny crush on instagram so he can give you a lot of information in regards to that and also if you want to you know have a little turn up but give those funds to a good cause man this is a great one to give it to so um we want to start talking about which team won who won free agency now trailblazers aside I think we all know how we kind of feel about the Blazers. We've talked ad nauseum about how great the offseason has been for the Blazers, especially considering what they've been over the past few years. Now, all of a sudden, you look at the NBA, and the NBA looks like you've got what you haven't had in a long time, which is parity. It doesn't look like just straight up Golden State's going to win the championship this year. Although, man, Golden State is still in a great position to do so, especially after Clay comes back, probably right around February, maybe late January. So, which teams do you guys think is going to be the most improved? And and really, out of all the free agent moves that they've made, you think this is the team that's going to go all the way, or at least get close to going all the way? Uh, for me, there's a couple, and it starts with the Los Angeles Clippers. I, I mean, I, I think I think that's the the easy one to kind of point out. I know, I know with LeBron and Anthony Davis, everybody looks at them and says that that's the really the team to beat. But the truth is, you've got two the two best two way players in the NBA on the same team in the same you know playing on the same court at the same. That, that's when you call for that switch, yeah, and then you switch off and it goes from Kawhi to Paul George and then they switch back and they ask for another switch and then you see Patrick Beverly on the other side. That's a problem yeah. for any point guard, for any two, any three in the league. Um, and then, again, we talked about earlier, you add a guy like Mo Harkless to that team. You look at a guy like Shamit, who's who had a really good rookie year uh, for that team, and a Clippers team who's already really gritty. And, and, and you still got Lou Williams coming off the bench. Lou Williams is still a great player coming off the bench. Just took another uh, six-man-of-the-year award, you know, home. You know, Lou Williams is somebody who's incredibly underrated. I think a lot of times when we talk about great players, we fail to mention the guys from the bench. No matter what you say, Manu Ginobili is one of the greatest players of all time. He Famer. just came off the bench because that was the role that, you know, he was designated to play. So just because you come off the bench doesn't mean you're not great. Lou Williams is somebody who is absolutely great and one of the more underrated coaches in the league in Doc Rivers. Yeah, nope. I agree. Nobody talks about Doc Rivers as far as being a great X's and O's guy. Yeah, you know, and the thing is with Doc, I think that's what separates 
them from the Lakers, right? Like you got Doc Rivers uh, doing the X and O's versus Frank Vogel. Okay, who are you taking in a seven-game series? I'm taking Doc, uh, especially with Kawhi and Paul George on the wings. I had the Clippers going to the finals just with adding Kawhi. Once they added George, it just made a no-brainer. No, it just it, it it was almost kind of like, and then that for that to happen on the same day within like an hour of each other was kind of like, holy crap, man! What what just happened here, man? And, and it happened so late. I look at the clock; and it's like eleven something. It's like, oh, Paul George is going to. It's like, geez, Louise, that's a that's a problem. Um, another team I think that got really really good in this off season, um, and they're not supposed to be good, you know, because they lost their best player. But the New Orleans Pelicans, I think, are going to be much better than people are trying to give them credit for. Number one, the leak, the Lakers, the leakers is what I call them now. But the Lakers <laughs> let go of their entire roster basically for Anthony Davis. Now, mind you, Anthony Davis is arguably the top three or four player in the NBA. You can really make that argument for him. But they let go of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, some draft picks, all type of stuff to be able to get Anthony Davis for those couple years. But in doing so, they also drafted what could be, you know, a, a, a league changer in Zion Williamson. You know, they're going to be the fastest team in the league next year, right? I think that's kind of one of the things that held them back last year when they were waiting on LeBron was they couldn't be as fast as they wanted to be. Sometimes you'd see it before he got hurt. Like they were, you know, they speeded up a lot of fast break. But with this team, there's just not going to be invited to guard those kids. No, I mean, you're looking at, well, I mean – Zion still has to really prove it on the NBA level. I think there's still a lot of skeptics out there that feel like he's not going to be that good. Uh, he's just going to be – somebody said he's going to be maybe a better version of Julius Randle. Um, it, it sounds weird, but I could see that, you know. But but I wouldn't be mad at that. No, I mean, I, nobody would be mad at it. But at the same time, like, I don't think when you're talking about Zion Williamson, that was the career arc that you thought that he would have as one of Julius Randle's. But – but you look at this team, and you look at what they've been able to do since they've drafted Zion. They went out and got J.J. Redick. Uh, they went out and got uh, Stanley Johnson. You know, you went out and get a Derek Favors. Derek you Favors. All of a sudden, you start filling this team out with guys to play. The Blazer killer, Ian Clark. Like, you've got some guys on this team all of a sudden that can do it. And then we still don't know what you get, what you have from Brandon Ingram. Here's a guy that's still growing as a player, who's still growing as a young man. You don't know what you have all the way and a guy here, he's long, he's lanky, he looks like Kevin Durant as far as how he plays basketball. If he's able to put this together and still average that same 17 to 20 points that he uh, was projected to get, I think this team could be, they could be scary moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, last year he averaged 18 points a game. So if he ups that three points, 21 points a game, uh, that's going to be enough for them, I think, to get an eighth seed in the West Conference. Uh, we got a couple texts here on the Better You Today text line. The Utah Jazz had a great season. Man, whenever you add a Mike Conley, the only question I think most people have for Utah is, is Mike Conley going to be healthy? What is he going to give you? Because if he's healthy and he's giving you great Mike Conley, then go ahead, man. I think Utah is going to be a team to mess with. Nobody ever talks about Donovan Mitchell as far as being one of the best two guards in the league. Donovan Mitchell is the top five two guard in the NBA. Agreed. Right now. Agreed. But nobody ever talks about him. And, and it's, it's kind of the same thing with Damian Lillard. You know, you play in this – and and Utah is such a iconic franchise, you know, still because of Malone and Stockton. But you still play in Utah, and just like Damian Lillard, you still play in Portland. Not a lot of people give you a lot of love because you play there. But I think they could be awesome. Uh, Doc Rivers and Paul George going to get along. George, Paul George doesn't strike me as a bad a bad guy as far as you know getting along with coaches and 
you know, I think Doc Rivers is one of those guys that can he can either get the most out of you or he just rubs you the wrong way. And so far, he's done a good job. Whenever you can work with a Kevin Garnett and whenever you can work uh, with uh, the ego of a Paul Pierce and yeah. still be able to do something with that, the 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 fragility of a Ray Allen, and you're still able to get the most out of them, get to the finals as many times you got there, still able to get to the conference finals. Uh, I think you're going to be whenever he he dealt with Chris Paul. He's a player. You know? He's a player's coach. I, he's a, I don't think he'll have a problem. He's a player's coach. Uh, remember when Paul was dating Doc's uh, dating Doc's daughter and cheated on her? Yeah. Now uh, who's married to uh, Doc's daughter? Uh, is it I Seth? think it's Seth. Yeah, yeah Seth is Seth. getting married to to Doc's daughter. Yeah, that, that is kind of weird. That's going to be. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That could be a little strange, but I mean, maybe times have changed and they've moved on. You know, Doc used to be a you know a hooper, Doc was, so maybe Doc was a player, like, man. Maybe, maybe he gets it. Maybe he understands the the politics of it all. Yeah, as long as Zion isn't another Kwame Brown, I think we're all hoping that he's not. I hope we never see another Anthony <laughs> oh, Bennett. Man. And I, I listen. UNLV is my school. I hope we never ever see another Anthony Bennett. You know, come through the NBA because at this point you need guys that can really really hoop. And Zion, you know, looks like he is that Kwame Brown. Was absolutely not. Was there any team that stuck out to you as far as, man, what are you doing in free agency? For me, it was the Phoenix Suns. It's like, Phoenix, man, you're looking at the end, you're looking at the Western Conference. Everybody else got better. You are the one team that's kind of, you know, just kind of set back and let everything happen. I'm not sure if you were in any talks, but you need somebody to go along Devin Booker. Otherwise, you know what's going to happen in three years? You're going to lose them. Their owner's garbage, though. I mean, no, they're terrible. It's awful. I don't know if they had a worse offseason than the Knicks, though. I mean, no, see the Knicks. The, the Knicks is the worst. They they said they weren't even prepared to offer Kevin Durant any. They weren't prepared to have a conversation. You guys are the Knicks. James Dolan, do yourself a favor. Do your fans a favor. Do your players a favor. Sell the franchise. They You're should. ruining. Listen, I'm New York and L.A. As a Portland guy, man, I always thought, man, they just kind of sweat themselves. I'll tell Mike Lynch this is from New Jersey all the time, man. You guys sweat yourself, but I I understand why. For that reason, man. James Dolan, do what's right for that city. Do what's right for those fans. Spike Lee is tired of going to those games yeah. and watching you lose like that. Man, sell this team. Give them an opportunity. Give them a chance. Like, why couldn't they hold a superstar hostage? Why couldn't you go get Westbrook and just hold him hostage? Man, if you don't want to be here, we'll get something back. Chris Paul, anybody. Like, because they're the Knicks, something. man. Because they're the Knicks. The Knicks are quite possibly, not even quite possibly, the worst-ran franchise in sports. Not in basketball. In sports, yeah. That's so the, the the Knicks are, are that bad to where they've been a laughing stock for the past ten years, and they'll probably be the laughing stock for the next ten. Okay, coming up next with all these free agency moves, where does that leave the Blazers? Good spot, bad spot. We'll talk about it. That's next, right here on Sports Sunday. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. To my collapse, to my son. I forget the words of this song, but this was a cut. Banger. Yeah, Eminem, Eminem made really dark beats. You know, all you can tell an Eminem beat, they all sound just like this. Yeah. Every single one of them sounds uh, just like this. Uh, we got some texts here on the Better You Today text line. Jazz also picked up Jeff Green, uh, Boban, uh, Ed Davis, and Emmanuel Moutier. You know how I feel about Ed Davis. Ed Davis is my guy. He should have still been a Blazer, you know, so missed him when he was gone. But, you know, he was able to have some success out there in Brooklyn, make it to the playoffs and whatnot. Uh, still not sure how to feel about Moutier. Like, because uh, it's not that he's weak, but he's not good. He's and like I thought we all thought – 
He's he was going to be those uh, AAU kids, you know, that went and played overseas and just didn't do anything. No, I just I thought Moutier would be much better, and that just lets let you know that you know sometimes these high school projections aren't necessarily right. You know, you'll see a guy that's supposed to be the number one player in in the country, uh, Shabazz uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get to the Shabazz Muhammad was nice. Uh, O.J. Mayo was the number one player in the country over guys like Kevin Love and Jared Bayless and, you know, some other guys that actually had, you know, some pretty solid NBA careers. Right. So those sometimes I think we look at those and say that, you know, somebody's a disappointment. If you make it to the NBA from, you know, high school into college, then, man, you were cold. You know, what I mean? yeah. but it's just that we don't you get there and you got guys that are just better, bigger, have better work ethics, better jump shot. It, it just kind of happens, man. So I think Moutier is kind of one of those guys that goes into that because we all thought Moutier was supposed to be great when he went to Denver. Yeah. I uh, thought he was going to be absolutely. really good. Um, well, speaking of Denver, the team that beat Denver in the second round, the Trailblazers, they are looking at Sebastian Telfair, Martel Webster. Yeah, see, these names are starting to come up all of a sudden. Yeah, but uh, for the Blazers, they are in an inter- interesting position because, number one, they got a chance to keep their core. You know, most teams kind of broke up. Uh, the Blazers were able to keep their core intact. Now, mostly because Yusuf Nurkic is going to miss some time yeah. with the broken leg. He'll eventually be back. But then you were able to go out and get Hassan Whiteside to go along with that. A few weeks ago, you were able to go out there and get Kent Bazemore. You were able to keep Rodney Hood. You were able to uh, – who I'm, I'm forgetting one other key piece that the Blazers just got. Or is that it? Uh, that was other than drafting. I mean, we drafted, and and then you and then you went out and drafted Nasir Little, uh, I, which I actually like very much. I think the one thing the Blazers have always kind of struggled with over the past few years is guarding the wings. Yeah, you know, and so in the NBA right now, especially in the Western Conference, you've got a wing player that you have to, you know, that you have to worry about every single night. You know, there's not a night off uh, from the wing. Think about this in the West, just in the Western Conference, just in your own conference, you have to see Stephen Clay. You have to see Kawhi and Paul George. You have to see LeBron and uh, Kuzma. You've got to see Devin Booker and whatever guard they put on the side of him. Uh, Sacramento, okay, that'll be the games where some some guys miss (laughs) the Sacramento games. But for the most part, man, you look at a bunch of teams that – you, you, it's going to be, man, even Denver with, you know, uh, Jamal Murray is going to be a problem. And then with Gary Harris and some of those guys they have, like there's not a night off. And then, of course, the Rockets with uh, James Harden and your favorite player, Russell Westbrook. There's not a night off from that position. So I think you need guys that are going to be able to guard those wings. And I think they addressed that with going out and getting a 3 and D guy like, uh, like Bazemore. Getting a guy like Nazir Little comes off the bench, averaged uh, 13 points for the Tar Heels. Off the bench. Great defender, can shoot the three. Already has an NBA body. Six foot six, six foot six, seven, long arms, 200, uh, 215 pounds already, you know, coming into the NBA. He's already ready to play. I'm not mad at the pick. I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite pick. I, I feel like we could have got a little bit more um, adventurous, but he was there. I mean, you know, he was supposed to be a top 15 pick. He, he fell that far. I, th- I feel like you got to take him. Uh, I kind of wish we would have got Bowl Bowl. I think that was the guy that we let go. But, um, you know, looking at the roster, he fits right in. I think that he'll be able to play. No, yeah, I think Bowl is going to be one of those guys that I think a lot of people didn't see coming and are going to kick themselves just a little bit as Jesse comes in and adjusts the mics quietly. Uh, I think Bowl is going to be one of those guys that nobody expected to see coming. But uh, once once he does really kind of – 
get his NBA legs underneath him, people are going to be like, damn, we messed up. Yeah. We probably should have taken him much sooner than that. But I think Bowl, he, he, it could be, it's up in the air. You know, we've, you've seen this. You've seen the, the Greg Odens. You've seen these really big, and he's, you know, taco fall big, you know, almost in, in some areas. So that's a lot of pressure to put on knees and ankles yeah, and feet. feet. And things like that. So I think that's where people are look at Bowl Bowl and say, especially after being out with it, was it a foot injury that he was out with? After being out with that injury, that's that's kind of scary. Well, that's the thing too. Our history with big men, you know, you don't want to take that and that risk and remind everybody of, of what we had before. But his skill set is just different. The Blazers also got uh, what looks like Kickapoo's own Anthony Tolliver. So I like Tolliver. You know what I'm saying? A veteran guy, which is what the Blazers uh, really CJ and Dame have been your vets. You know, Myers has been your vet because they've been here. You've been here for a little bit longer. But now you've got a guy who's a, a, a real veteran, has been around the league and actually seen some stuff. And those guys are – those are really invaluable pieces to your teams. So so not to get off of uh, off track here, but do you think that we trade somebody on this roster this year and, and pick up Kevin Love? <laughs> so I, I'm in a Facebook group, uh, the Trailblazers Forum, and that's like the, the, the hot topic every day. I mean, it depends on what you're giving up. Kevin Love is somebody who's openly said at points that he doesn't want to play in Portland. I think being from Portland is kind of a that's, – that's not a huge coup for him, is wanting to come home and, and play here in the Northwest and get rained on. He went to Lake Oswego. He knows what the weather's like here and stuff. So I can imagine him not really wanting to play here. Uh, however, you put Kevin Love at the four, and just let's say that you don't have to trade. You don't have to give up a CJ. You don't have to give up any key parts of your team. Man – Dame, CJ, whomever at the three, you know, any one of those three guys we just mentioned, Kevin Love and Nurkic, you're telling me that's not a, 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 a finals, a, a conference finals team every year? Do you, do you think, what about, uh, not to go too too much further off track, would you rather do Kevin Love or Marcus Aldridge? Uh, probably, probably Kevin Love because he's still going to give me 10 to 11 rebounds, you know, and uh, if you put Kevin Love back in the position that he once, that he was once in, Remember, Kevin Love was a dude that averaged like twenty six and thirteen. Like you know, he was <laughs> he was impressive when he played for Minnesota, and he went to play with LeBron, and LeBron made him a jump shooter. So now all of a sudden, he's not as good as he once was because you took away half of what made him really, really good. He was a big man that could shoot, not a shooting big man. And yeah. now that he's just a a, a a shooting big. So I think if he goes to the right situation, man, Kevin Love can definitely. Now he's going to be that twenty six and. 12, no, I think those days are over. But could he be a guy that can get you? Man, he, he showed he can get you uh, 17 and 9, 19 and 10. Like, he, that's that's really all you need, especially considering what the Blazers have. So, yes, I could definitely see them making a move, you know, down the line. But as it sits now, I look at this Blazers team and say they can compete with anybody in the Western Conference. You know, and I like the pickup of uh, Mario. That's who who we forgot about, Mario uh, from New York. Hazonia? Hazonia, yes. Hizonia? For, don't forget about Hazonia. That's my fault for forgetting about Mario Hazonia. Listen, I play. He's on my on my team on two K, and Hazonia gets buckets <laughs> for me. So if he's anything projected like he is in two K, man, I am totally okay with Mario Hazonia uh, being a part of this Blazers team. And I think you look at this team all of a sudden, and you see something that you haven't seen in a long time with the Blazers. Really, even maybe since two thousand eight or two thousand nine, and I think that's depth. You know, I looked at the, all the guys that they have on this team, all the bodies, especially at the guard and two and three guard or and, and power for small porter positions. And you and you, we didn't talk about uh, who's probably going to be my favorite player as we get ready to move forward, and that's man, Anthony Simons. Oh yeah, I love that kid. Anthony Simons is love is him. ready to. He's I think he's 
second in scoring right now in summer league. You know, it's summer league, so go ahead and say that. You know, we got our we've got our uh, Trailblazers banner from last summer up there. You know, so hopefully, I don't think is the summer league over, Jesse. I don't think so. I, I they the uh, they, they, I think they still have the tournament. Okay. Up. Yeah. So Anthony Simons right now is really showing out. I just read an article the other day when they talked about the best players in summer league or the top 25 players, and Anthony Simons was number three. So I think the Blazers are expecting. Olshay is definitely expecting well, a lot from him as we get ready to move forward. Remember that last game of the season? He Absolutely. Sacramento, I mean, he got 37 points. He got us. I didn't want to play OKC at the time, but he got us the matchup, and we ended up winning it. Uh, I think he has, he's going to have a big season. No, I think he's going to be. He's going to get in there and average right around 20, 22 minutes a game, and I think that's exactly where it needs to be. A couple texts before we get out of here. Uh, the Blazers made moves, but so did the rest of the West. Um, isn't it reasonable to assume last year, as far as the Blazers will, uh, it, as far as the Blazers will ever go with Dame? I mean, I think they, I think they just kind of scratched the surface last year, and really, it's we forget that there was no use of Nurkic for that team. Like you were missing, you were really missing your third best player yeah. uh, on that team. In some ways, your second best player. Uh, that that really hurt you a lot. You look at the fact that CJ maybe wasn't all the way healthy coming into. Uh, into the playoffs because he just came back from that injury. I think there's a lot to look at and be excited for just because the Blazers made it as far as they did without a a noticeable key piece on their team. Like outside of the Warriors, who was able to do that? Who was able to say we're going to lose a starter on our team and still make it as far the the Celtics before Kyrie decided to play? Kyrie should have stayed hurt. And I still don't think that we give Dame his just due. I mean, I know he's, you know, all NBA, all star. He has the super max, but I think that we still – just don't understand the importance of this kid. I think this year he'll be able to come out and actually have an amazing year with all this competition in the West, and we'll be able to see what it really is. I mean, and if the, if, if if Dame hasn't shown you exactly how good he is, he's the Blazers are always supposed to be a 35-win team, 47, 40, 45 wins right around there, and every year he leads this team to, of the four years LaMarcus has been gone now, uh, you've been top four twice. Yeah. You've been top – and one year you probably should have been top three, but everybody had such a great record that you ended up with a six seed, I think, in between there. So – or a five seed. I can't really remember what it was. But either way, I know twice in that four years you've been a top four seed in the West. That's pretty damn good. Can't and he continues to do that. Uh, for the Blazers, Summer League is over. Yeah, I kind of figured that. So uh, the best part of the of last year is when the Blazers ended the Thunder. The Blazers, Damian Lillard, if, if you don't need, you need any kind of uh, clarity on how good this dude is, he broke up the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Thanos. He is the reason. He snapped his fingers and said everything, uh, said everything right because now the Oklahoma City Thunder, your greatest rival here in the Western Conference so far outside of the Los Angeles Lakers, is no more. Uh, shout out to Dame Lillard and, and that 37-foot <laughs> jump shot. Uh, coming up next, man, we're going to jump into some NFL, man. The owners – Want 18 games. I'm pretty sure the players aren't thinking nothing about that. We're going to talk about that next right here. Sports Sunday. on the- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 